Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Hello and welcome to the Shoot Your Thought podcast, yeah, yeah. the post-allergy episode. I don't know about you, Neil, but my allergies are doing fine. We're I'm, good. We're good. I'm okay. I'm, I'm taking some reactant extra strength. I'm good. I might be a little loopy, but I'm here. I am good. When are you ever not loopy? That's very true. Uh, before we get started, <laughs> I want to give a quick shout out to a show I've been watching recently. That's literally, I kid you not, and it's, it is sports related. It is a sports show. Um, but it's like, changed my outlook on life. Is it the league? It's not the league. No, I have watched the league. It's yeah. very good. Um, but Ted Lasso. Have you watched Ted Lasso yet? It's Are you only so... now watching Ted Lasso? I just started this week. Oh, yeah. I am almost done season two. It is so fucking good. So good. And, like, literally, like, I wish I started this during the pandemic. Yeah. Because that's kind of when everyone got into it. Because yeah. it's such a feel-good. It, like, draws on every emotion that the human body can experience. Yeah. Um you're laughing one episode. You're crying in that same episode. It's just so good. I just watched the Christmas episode last night of season two. Have you watched that episode? I've seen every single one. It's so... I cried it's a, it's laughing. A, it is exactly that. It's a feel-good show, right? It's and, so good. When um, Roy Kent's... Uh, his his niece... Yeah. They're talking about like her bad breath. Oh, yeah. And he goes to sniff her bad breath. He's like, oh, I can't be that bad. Oh, my God. I almost peed myself laughing. It was <laughs> so good. But, yeah, it's such a feel-good show. It's such, like, the way Ted Lasso, like, you know, operates within his system and just as a human being in that show, as a character in that show, just, like, makes you rethink, like, your own values, you know? Like, I want to be a better person because of Ted Lasso. Gives you a positive spin on on how to view things in life, right? Exactly. There's always a positive way to view everything. Always. Yeah. And just be, like, the realest form of you. Like, oh, it's so good. Anyways, if you haven't seen Ted Lasso, do yourself a favor. You will not regret it. Get an Apple TV membership. Get an Apple TV <laughs> membership. Or, you know, we're not condoning it, but stream yeah. it online for free. Uh, do you want to jump into Losers of the Week? Let's do it. Loser. My loser of the week is Jamie Tar from Ted Lasso. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my loser of the week. Um, <laughs> fuck that guy. Terry from fuck Ted that Lasso. Guy. He's an idiot. Uh, <laughs> but my loser of the week is from real life, and his name is John Tortorella. Oh, I knew this was coming. Someone that um, we were going to talk about last episode, but um, we didn't have enough time for it. John Tortorella. Just stop coaching. Stop coach coaching. Again. He's he's just like every time he joins a new team, other players come out that he's coached in the past and just, you know, talked about how he was the most volatile, unhealthy coach they've ever had. And it's happening again. He's he just got hired as the Flyers head coach. He swears this is gonna be his last coaching job. I'll believe it when I see it. Um, but yeah, no, he's just, he's, he's not a good coach. He's never had success in this league. Um, but we keep hiring him back because he's a controversial coach. He gets people talking. He gets people, you know, changing their ways a little bit, whether or not that be for the good or for the bad. But, um, he's an interesting coach. Like he gets, he gets the, the media to follow him and the Flyers aren't really a team that the media tends to follow too often. 
So maybe that's maybe that's their way of going about this is hiring Tortorella and maybe they get some spotlight on them. But he's not a good coach. He's never had success. Don't you you can't convince me otherwise that he's a good coach. He's not a good coach. He sucks. He's also an asshole. So anything more about John Tortorella? Oh, I could go on for days, but uh, we we only have a certain amount of time on this episode, and there's a lot of fun things we want to talk about. So um, I'll pass the ball over to you. Yeah, with your you know with you shouting out. Ted Lasso and, and the positive outlook on things. Yeah. I'm going to turn this around here. You know, instead okay. of losers of the week, I'm going to go winner of the week. Okay, I don't have a sound drop for that, but uh, we'll have to improvise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to do winner of the week, um, and my winner of the week is one Nazem Kadri of the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, and before I start, I'm going to say one of the worst trades in recent memory that I believe the Maple Leafs made was dealing away Nazem Kadri for Tyson Berry and Alex Kerfoot. Um, yeah. I, I still feel like that is continuing to bite them in the ass. They're still in need of a, a solid second or third line center if Tavares isn't uh, playing. Uh, and Nazem Kadri is exactly that. He's he's He put up 90-odd points this year. Uh, he is the reason why Colorado made it to the finals. You know, he got injured last series. Mm-hmm. Uh, they missed him desperately. He got and injured he, over a play that was a targeted play. Also, he had uh, a surgery on his finger mm-hmm. and four games later, he's back mm-hmm. uh, and he came back mm-hmm. and he scored the overtime winning goal, uh, which is an amazing redemption story for Nazem Kadri because he's gone through a lot in his career, a lot of ups, a lot of downs. Um, but the, with the season he's having for him to come back so quickly from a, a serious injury and, and score the game winning goal in the Stanley Cup finals. That's huge. A, a storybook you know tail right there yeah um also do you see that beard he's rocking holy crap what a what a beard that is what a great beard that is and he's like keeping it intact to have that beard all year round 10 out of 10 score for the beard 10 out of 10 uh yeah thanks for providing that segue there going into uh that series did you see well the goal that is on everyone's the controversial controversial goal every analysis show um is talking about this and fact of the matter is do you think this goal should have counted i mean we is it i don't even know if it's a reviewable play you know what i mean like if the if the refs miss a too many men on the ice because that's that's what the controversy is is that they're they're claiming there was too many men on the ice which you know if you if you want to break this down as you know what's fact and what's not there were too many men on the ice but the refs didn't catch it. Yeah. And I don't think, I don't know the rule book, the NHL rule book off the, like the back of my hand, but I don't think you can review too many men. If the refs miss it, that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. And you know, you, you, you can blame the refs all you want, you know, especially in finals, you're, they're going to be, they're under the microscope, but, um, yeah, John Cooper, the head coach of the Tampa Bay Lightning, seems to think that um, when he was in his press conference right after, he said we should still be playing right now. Well, the NHL released a statement saying the penalty is a judgment call that can be made by on-ice officials. Yeah. All four officials said that they did not see that there were too many men on the ice on the winning play. The call is not subject to video review. Exactly. See? Maybe I do know the NHL rulebook. Yeah. Um, but you can't review that. Um and it's not like that sixth man would have made a difference. Like, yeah. let's break it down here. Did you see the 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 like the game sheet? 
Yeah, it said the there were six players. It actually listed six numbers <laughs> on the ice? It listed six numbers on the ice. Um, it did, plus the goalie. Um, but that sixth player was next to the bench. You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to sit here and tell me that that sixth player made a difference in whether or not that goal went in? It's bullshit. It's just like the offside rule. You know, a player can be offside, and then two minutes later, after being in the zone, score a goal, and that entire two minutes gets wiped off. It's ridiculous. You can't tell me that that offside made a difference in that goal happening two minutes later. Same thing in this scenario. You can't tell me that that sixth player who's standing next to the bench was the reason you guys, or that goal shouldn't have counted. It's stupid. If the refs didn't see it, then it wasn't a factor. The refs are looking at the play. The refs aren't looking at the benches 24-7 in the game. If they see, if they don't see six men in the in the play, they're not going to call six men or too many men on the ice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's stupid that the Tampa Bay Lightning are grasping at straws here because they're going to lose this series tonight. They're grasping at straws saying, oh, this, this is going to be unfair. And even after Colorado wins the cup, which is going to happen, folks, they're going to win the cup this tonight. Either tonight or the next game. They're going to win. It's just a matter of time. But you're going to see the Tampa Bay Lightning fans like continuously saying Nazem Kadri's goal shouldn't have counted. And they're going to go after Nazem Kadri because you know, that's just this fan base. They've they're been so used to winning. Their, their bandwagon fans are out and about. They're going to start to lose some bandwagon fans after they lose this series. Mm-hmm. But it's just, you know, that's that's what they're going to, that's the narrative that they're going to follow is that, oh, that overtime winner in game five shouldn't have counted. Or game four shouldn't have counted. Yeah, I mean, like, you're at the Tampa Bay Lightning. You've won back-to-back Stanley Cups. John Cooper is very emotional on the bench. I've never seen him be that emotional before. Because he's so used to winning. Yeah, and now the, the team that he has on the ice isn't a bad team. It's just Colorado uh-huh. is outplaying them. Colorado is a superstar team. Darcy got, Kemper stood on his head in game four. He did. He did. You After can also you can also argue three. that you know there's a controversial goal that happened in that game as well when Darcy Kemper's helmet fell off mm-hmm. and Tampa was still allowed to score on him. Yeah. Like you don't see any Colorado fans arguing about that because it you know it happened. Move on. There's a phrase called "much ado about nothing." That's what this is. It is also a Shakespeare play. Yeah. But yeah, no. This this. What do you what do you think? I've I've obviously expressed my thoughts on what's going to happen in this series. What do you think is going to happen? I think, you know, I, I didn't read the Boston Golden State series as well. You know and. Yeah, no. So you're saying I was right about that? I thought it was going to seven games, but yeah, you you, you called it. Thank you very much. Uh, I think you're you're correct on this one as well. I don't I don't see Tampa coming back. They have to win three in a row mm-hmm. against Colorado. Not gonna happen. You know how hard it is to win three in a row against Colorado. A three in a three in a row against any team in any final, and then Colorado is the best team in the yeah. league. This this final is not like last year's final where Montreal somehow slipped past the entire Eastern conference yeah. into the final. Like, no, this is the two best teams in the league going after each other. Colorado is the best team in the league and they're in the final and they're about to win the cup. Mm-hmm. And I'm super happy for Nathan McKinnon, Landis Gog and fucking Nazem Kadri. Cause he deserves this so bad. I can't yeah. wait to see him lift up that. Kale cup. McCarr as well. Kale like McCarr. He's... Darcy Kemper. Kilma Carr is so good. Ranting it. Yeah. He's he's so good. He just won the Norris. He's so good. Yeah. 
Um, do you want to talk briefly before we get into the next topic here? We didn't really have a topic, but Austin Matthews cleaned, oh, yeah. cleaned up at the NHL Awards. He did. And uh, did you see what he was wearing? <laughs> I did. Uh, questionable choice. Questionable choice. But, um, you know, he's he's rocking the the flow um, with his receding hairline. He's got the, the sneakers on. He's got the the buttons undone you know receding he, hairline he had the mr miami look with the suit and yeah. like four buttons undone i don't know where he's been you know showing off sitting in the hair. sun but take a break every once in a while matthews because you're looking pretty dark there wearing a gucci it's a power move wearing a gucci suit and wearing a shirt with buttons undone it's a powerful move yeah and he yeah he cleaned up he won the calder which is the uh player's the players vote on the best player. Um, he won that, and then he won the Hart Trophy. Someone on on uh, obviously the internet never loses. Someone on the internet uh, mentioned uh, with the open collar, hairy chest showing, mustache, and the worst hairstyle on the planet. The Ron Jeremy Award goes to Austin <laughs> Actually, you know what? He didn't look far off from a, a young Ron Jeremy. Though. Yeah, that's what I mean, right? Like he he won three awards that night. It was awesome. He did. Uh, and then obviously everyone and their mother is talking about the, what Keenan Thompson said at the end of the show, because everyone loves a good Leafs joke. Um, and he managed Keenan Thompson who hosted it. He's a great host. He's hosted so many NBA and NHL awards. Um, uh, but he said it's, you know, as Matthews was coming up to accept his award, he's like, yep, it's great to see the Leafs winning something in June. Um, you know, congrats, like good on him. He's, I love Keenan Thompson. So but yeah, the internet's just blowing up. Like, oh my god, it would suck to be a Leafs fan right now. Leafs just got roasted. Leafs suck. Like, okay, let's let's chill about it. Someone here. also um, said Austin, buddy, and then uh, posted the location of three hair trans transplantation clinics. I mean, yeah, the the internet is undefeated. Oh no. Absolutely. Uh, but yes, congrats to Austin Matthews. Should we move on? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Oh no, what a and disaster. What a joke of a franchise that that team has been over the past few years. They traded James Harden to Philly for Ben Simmons, who didn't play a single game last year. And season. now everyone on Ben Simmons' current team wants out. Wants out. Right? Just So they're trying to work out a deal for Kyrie, um, but everyone's already talking about, you know, his destinations if that deal doesn't yeah. work out. Um so destination one, I guess everyone's talking about the Lakers, and they're saying if if they can work out a sign and trade to move Westbrook for Kyrie, so Kyrie would go play with LeBron and then be reuniting reunited on the Lakers, and then Westbrook coming back and be re, reunited with Kevin Durant on the Nets, which I don't mind. I I would like to see that happen. Um, I don't think Durant wants to see that happen. Exactly. Now you're seeing, you know, Durant is is being shopped. Durant's agents are coming out and saying that he wants out. So there's a meme going around of Ben Simmons on the bench just staring into oblivion because the team that he got traded to and wants to come and win with is now going to be, if they lose Westbrook, or sorry, not Westbrook, if they lose Kyrie and Durant is going to be, you know, a bottom seed team in the NBA. Yeah. So what are your what are your thoughts on this here? Well, Woj came out. Uh, everyone knows a good Woj uh, tweet. So he came out and said, uh, "If Kyrie can't reach an agreement to stay mm-hmm. with Brooklyn, he has a list, and the list includes 
Um, the Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, Heat, Mavs, I think the Sixers and, and 76ers. Of course uh, he wants to go to those teams. He doesn't want to go to a losing team. None He's of those not... teams have cap space, though, to sign him. I know. The Nets don't even have cap, cap space. That's why this deal's not going to work out. But um, you see all these players come out with these teams, you know, like these great players are like, these are the teams I want to play for. You're never going to say, like, I want to go play for Sacramento. You're never going to see someone come out and say, like, oh, I want to go play for, I don't know, Indiana. Yeah, I know. They want to go to a winning team. None of these players want to go to a team that you can build up. They're saying the the most realistic destination for him is Miami. And the deal could be Kyrie Irving for Tyler Hero, Kyle Lowry, and a and a first and two first rounders. That's way too much for Kyrie, in my opinion. You could do it. That's way too much. Don't give up Tyler Hero. If Miami has any sense whatsoever, they're not going to give up Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is like what, twenty two years old. Yeah, but he, I don't know. He had a good year. He had a great year. He's not Kyrie Irving. What, you're going to get fucking Kyrie over to play half a season and then sit out because he doesn't want to get the newest monkeypox vaccine? Well, it'd be, um, yeah, that's true, right? It'd be a, a sign-in trade, right? So they'd probably yeah. sign him to a lucrative long-term deal. And then he sits out half the season because his beliefs... Bad juju during the game. Or don't something. believe in... Yeah, he's, he, he didn't get approved to sage the arena beforehand. So he's going to sit out. Which, yes, happened. He used to sage the arenas in Brooklyn. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I I, don't know. I think Brooklyn, I, I just want Brooklyn to, to lose so badly. They've become the new Lakers for me. Um, I, I, it brings me joy to see them lose, to see them, you know, tank. So I'm, I'm happy that this is happening. I love the soap opera. It's great. Um, I hate Kyrie Irving, you know. Um, throughout this pandemic, I've hated him. Uh, so actually near the end of the pandemic, he did some great stuff, um, in the George Floyd situation, in the Black Lives Matter situation. He did some great stuff there. But, uh, now that, you know, he's refusing to get the vaccine and he doesn't want to play, you know, it's, it's kind of like no one, everyone's kind of done talking about it. Um, but yeah, I, I love what's happening here. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but. It makes me so happy. They're going to have to blow it up. I think, you know, eventually once Kyrie's out of the situation, then KD's going to want to be out of the situation. I know, but it's so funny because they just built this super team. You know what I mean? Like, it was... But so the Lakers. And, like, what is happening with these super teams? They can't coexist. They can't put it all in the court and and make it work. Is this the end of super teams? Might be. Is this the end of it? There's too much drama in the locker room. There's too much... Chemistry is really it's necessary, right? Look yeah. at Golden State, right? Those guys have been playing for years and years. Yeah, and look at Golden State specifically. That they're not a super team anymore. No. They are like yes, they have Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, but they built up the rest of their team. Mm-hmm. Like Andrew Wiggins is not was not the player he is now. Like two three years ago, like he's a monster now on that court. Jordan Poole, Gary Payton, like they built that team. And now you're looking at like teams that like Brooklyn and Lakers who are literally crumbling before our eyes. Like it's because they signed these monster deals for these top three players and then don't have any cap space for anyone else. Like who else does, does Brooklyn have besides Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Andre Drummond. 
Who else do they have? Name name three other players that they have. No. Exactly. Yeah. You can't. So Kyrie Irving sits out for half a season and they lose games. Obviously they're gonna lose games because they don't have anyone else. Yeah. Kevin Durant gets, gets injured. They trade away James Harden to get Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons doesn't play. Like, of course you're not gonna make the playoffs. Why would you? Of course the Lakers aren't gonna make the playoffs. LeBron was sitting out injured. Anthony Davis was out injured. They don't have anyone else. So I hope we see the end of super teams here. I, th- I believe we will. We're jumping into the Dame Lillard era where you gotta you gotta stick with your team until they win. You gotta build your team from the ground up, which I love. They're about to right, just getting Gr- Jeremy Grant. Yeah. It's only Lillard on that team now, right? Yeah, McCollum's gone. Um, Powell's I- gone. Is Powell gone? I don't think he's gone. Yeah, he's on uh, the Clippers now. All oh, right, that happened at the end of last season. Ah, oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Rumor is now that they're targeting OG Ananobi. Yes, I did hear those rumors, and everyone was uh, sitting on the edge of their seats last night because, you know, as we all know, draft nights are when the trades usually tend to happen or when they start trending. But OG is still a Raptor, so Toronto, breathe easy. OG is still a Raptor for the time being. Uh, Do you think the Raptors will eventually trade him? No. Because you realize the position he's occupying right now it's almost like he's just holding a spot for a superstar in the in the making. No, I don't think we trade OG. I don't think that's going to happen. I think he's he's a, a great two-way player. I think he's I I don't think we trade him. I don't see us trading him at all. Um but that's just me. I think we've got such a good core group of guys over in Toronto. Yeah, I don't think it happens. Do you think it happens? No, I think that it's not going to happen this season. But for them to, tr- if they have a deal in place to try and make their shore up other positions like center and acquire like a, a really, really good center, then they would do it. Like DeAndre Aiden, who's yeah. available right now. Yeah. It could happen. We'll see, I guess. Right? Like if they could take, a, take from a position where they have a lot of talent and. You know, kind of shore up other positions, and why wouldn't you do it? I think Masai, I wouldn't hold it past Masai to, to trade anyone on the roster. I mean, he traded DeRozan, so yeah. I guess anything's possible. If But he, if we know Masai, we know that he won't trade up one of his best players unless there's a for sure thing coming. And in the DeRozan trade, there was a for sure thing coming. And obviously it worked out because we won a championship. We can even still see a deal with Portland for like one for one. Like if they end up trading for Nurkic even. I wouldn't mind Nurkic. Yeah. I do like him. I think he's a great center. Um, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. We can ponder all we want, but I guess we'll, we'll wait and see when the news breaks. Uh, should we move on? Let's talk some football. Let's talk uh, Rob Gronkowski retiring for retiring volume two. Uh, he has retired. He announced on his Instagram page that he is done. He made a, a sappy post about you know him wanting to play football as a kid or wanting to play in college, and um, yeah, he is officially retired, uh, which means that they are down a superstar tight end in Tampa Bay. They have Cameron Brait. Um, his value obviously just went up, but um, yeah, what do you think the 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 Bucks look like without Gronk this year? They need help. They need help at no, tight end. They don't. They need help at tight end. They. They they don't have OJ Howard anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I I just don't know what's gonna happen with that team because they 
Tom Brady loves to throw to his tight ends. He loves to throw the Gronk. Like let's <laughs> yeah. not let's not get ourselves here. He loves to throw to Rob. Yeah, Gronkowski. but he used to like to throw to Aaron Hernandez as well. And you know he loves when his, Gronk was there. He loves his tight ends, is what I'm saying. Like last year, he loved throwing to Gronk because because they have a wavelength. Yeah. They're literally like they think the same way. So obviously, you know, if you're going into drafts right now, Mike Evans' um, ADP just skyrocketed. Chris Godwin, even though he might not play for the first six games of the year, his um, ADP just skyrocketed. So these players' values just went up significantly because one of Tom Brady's favorite targets just retired. So Who's the backup quarterback on that team? Cameron Brait. And his value just went up as well. Backup quarterback. Oh, backup quarterback. <laughs> oh, I thought you said. T- I thought you meant tight end. Cam, Bra- Cam, Cam Bray can just do it all. He can do it all. Yeah, he can do it all. He's the Taysom Hill. Uh, who's the backup quarterback in Tampa? Does it matter? Yeah. What does it matter? Injury. Tom Brady injuries uh, concern me. That why they didn't? He didn't get injured he's at all old. last he's, year. He's brittle. I just look I, at his offensive line. You know how much money they've they've paid their offensive line in Tampa Bay. You tell. Okay, I will make a bet with you sure. that Tom gets injured this year okay. and misses games. Um, I want to write this bet down because we make a lot of bets on this episode, but I want to follow up with this one. Yeah. I bet that he stays healthy the entire season. The entire season? $20. $20, sure. He's, $20. Gonna, he's going to miss at least one game. It's this not going to happen. His offensive line is... That's, that's, you know, that's the main priority is giving Tom space in the pocket and making sure no one gets to Tom. That's, that's literally probably when they're, when they're running their practices. They, that's at the top of their list is protect Tom. Protect Tom Brady. I just think Gronk doesn't want to play a full 17 game schedule. That's fair. It's a lot on his body, right? Like yeah. he's taken a lot of hits over the year. This is why I think Tom Brady, he, I don't think he can get through 17 games. So when Gronk retired the first time, um, there was a, there was a clip that's that went viral because he was on the Patriots when he retired the first time. And then he, he was talking in front of a class or something. I don't quite remember what it was, but he talked about how he fell out of love with the game of football because he was getting injured so much and he was getting concussions so much and it was, you know, making him scared to play football. And I think that's kind of what's happening again here. So that obviously he, he saw a fun opportunity to go to Tampa Bay, win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady, um, but now he fell out of love again with the game of football, which is, you know, fair. Mm-hmm. As an athlete, you know, you got to know your limit, play within it, you know, EA Sports in the game. Get in the game. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, 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 all power to Gronk. Like, know, know yourself, know your limits. Um, and yeah, I, I'm happy for him. Speaking of quarterbacks. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Arch Manning. You are in a daydream land right now, thinking that this guy is going to end up a giant. Okay, so here's the thing. Arch Manning is the nephew of Peyton Manning and Eli Manning. Um, and the grandson of Archie Manning, who also played for Ole Miss, uh, with, uh, not with, but, uh, as well as Eli Manning. Um, so Arch Manning is the, the top prospect in the nation. He is being called right now for 2023. This is the reason you're going to see teams tank this year. Um, and so if my giants go out there and Daniel Jones does not play well, which, you know, is, is bound to happen it's going to happen daniel jones by week three we're going to be talking about how the giants have to start tanking for arch manning 
Um, and you know, I'm okay with, I'm, I'm okay with if, if it means we get the nephew of the greatest quarterback to ever play for the New York giants. Like it's not going to happen. I'll tell you why why not. Who's going to lose more games in Houston this year than Houston. Yeah. I don't know. You got Can Brandon, you even name Cooks on there? A, a running back on that team, <laughs> or you a know. running back, uh, or who's who's the quarterback on Houston? Uh, it's Davis Mills. That's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Not winning many games this year. Being uh, having Arch Manning commit to Texas. Mm-hmm. Houston is in Texas. Last I checked. Fair. I feel like he would truly want to go to Houston. I, I think feel he like wants... Houston would tank for Arch Manning. I feel like that oh, is man. a connection no. that could happen. I think I think you're overestimating how many games the Giants are going to lose this <laughs> year. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think they they have a good team. I think the Giants will, will be competitive this year. I don't see them tanking. You think the Giants are going to be competitive this year? Yeah. I'm a Giants fan, and I don't see the Giants being competitive. I think they year. will be. They're a better team on paper right now than they were last year. What changed? Barkley's one more year removed from surgery. I've it could be a good year for them. I guess we'll see. I, I will obviously be happy if the Giants, you know, pull out a, a winning season this season. I just don't think they're gonna be able to win anything with Daniel Jones. I told you it's a make or break year for him. I said this when they drafted Daniel Jones. Why the hell would you draft Daniel Jones? Yeah. Um, but if we, you know, I'd say by week four, if we, if week three or week four, if we're, Daniel Jones is not getting it done, you know, if he's doing more trips in open field play, I, I think we start tanking <laughs> for Arch Manning. Like, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, because what a storybook that would be. You're going to have to let Houston beat you if, uh, if you guys face off against each other this year. We'll see. It could happen. Uh, you want to talk about Alvin Kamara? Yeah. That's actually big news considering the draft is coming up. Yeah, it was big news uh, when it happened too. Because uh, obviously, if you haven't heard yet, uh, Alvin Kamara, during All-Star Weekend, so during the NFL All-Star Weekend, um, they were in Vegas, you know, and apparently what happens in Vegas doesn't stay in Vegas because he he was arrested um, for assault. Um, him After and, the Pro Bowl. After the Pro Bowl, yeah. Crazy. Um, yeah, it happened that weekend in Vegas, but, um, yeah, no, he got arrested for assaults. Uh, him and a group of guys, uh, apparently beat up. I haven't looked at, you know, all the, all the facts on this. I have seen the picture, uh, what happened to, uh, the victim of this. Um, and it doesn't look good. Well, it didn't look good at the time. Um, but yeah, so Kamara is, you know, Facing criminal charges, and you know, as common as that is in this league in the NFL, um, I think this one, like you were saying too, is going to result in a suspension. Yeah, it could be six games, six out of seventeen. It, it it's not going to derail his season, but it definitely puts uh, it moves him down, moves him down in draft capital for sure. Like I don't know if he's a first or second rounder anymore. Oh no! If you if you miss the first six games of the season, I mean, look at DeAndre Hopkins. Like he's missing the first six games of the season, and he's being drafted in like the seventh or eighth round now. And he used to be a second round at worst. Is he a top ten wide receiver this year? DeAndre Hopkins? No. Any player that misses the first six games of the season is not a top 
10 receiver. Let me ask you something. In week 13, would you rather have DeAndre Hopkins or Christian Kirk? DeAndre Hopkins, if you're looking at a specific game, yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is the number one. When he comes back, he is the number one. But what if, what if, and let me point out this scenario to you, Christian Kirk, Rondale Moore, these other wide receivers in Arizona have created such a wavelength with Kyler Murray that after well, Christian Kirk's in Jacksonville now, I'm just saying like he, Oh, is last, he? Yeah. Last year, last year he was with Arizona based on last year's stats. Would you rather have Christian Kirk or Deandre Hopkins? Okay. You, you know, I'm going to say John Jer- yeah. Deandre Hopkins. Um, but Ron Diamond, who's another wide receiver they have in Arizona right now. They, they just, just traded for, um, Hollywood Brown. Marquise Brown. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So different scenario, same, you know, outcome. Uh, Marquise Brown is now the number one after the first six weeks. DeAndre Hopkins comes back and slides into a number two position because Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown have created such a wavelength between them yeah. that DeAndre Hopkins, his target share is goes down significantly from last year. Hollywood Brown couldn't catch a beach ball, man. Like he he sucked last year. Marquise Brown? Yeah. Well, that's because he, he was playing with a run first quarterback. I know, but he had some really good looks that he just dropped in the end zone. Fair. Fair enough. Um, But I see, you know, I'm looking into my crystal ball and I'm seeing Kyler Murray and Marquise Brown working it out in the first six six weeks, Um, which is why people are drafting Marquise Brown ahead of DeAndre Hopkins. And the thing is, when you're suspended in most leagues, you can't be put on the I.L. You can't be put, you know, you can't be stashed away. If you if you're suspended for the first six games, you're taking up a spot on that bench in fantasy football. Is that so? That's so. Is that what you're setting it up for? No, that's 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 literally what the. Remember, yeah. I remember last year I got. There's a, no IL plus. There is. There is no IL plus. There's no. I don't even think there's a way yeah. to do an IL. So plus guys like Deshaun football. Watson, guys like Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara, mm-hmm. like you, they're just gonna be sitting on benches. They're gonna be taking up bench positions. Yep. So that's why people aren't drafting him as high is because you can't just stash him on your IL right when the season starts. A lot of yeah. fantasy implications. Uh, speaking of fantasy implications. Oh, you want to get into it. Okay. We're going to talk about something very serious on our show tonight. <laughs> uh, we're talking about uh, some more rankings for your fantasy drafts coming up uh, in the NFL. Um, we're talking about the most important position. <laughs> we're talking about kickers. Oh, my God. And we're talking about defenses today. The ones that there's no way you can stream them from week to week. You got to draft them right away. Third or fourth round. For those truthers, this is what we're going to give you our top five uh, kickers. We're going to give you our top five. I can't believe you're making us do this here. I can't believe you're. I mean, defenses, yes. Let's absolutely rank our defenses. But you want to do kickers too, eh? You just want a chance to, to talk about Justin Tucker. That's all you want. He's just so good. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll He's start the best kicker in league history. Oh my gosh! Uh, I'll start with my kicker rankings. Uh, I go with the team. So obviously, these kickers are all you know. It's kind of like splitting hairs between these kickers. Uh, whether you go and look at the twentieth ranked kicker or the first ranked kicker, for me at least, uh, you look at what team they're on. You look at how much that team is going to be scoring. And you also look at how many times that team is going to be kicking field goals. It's just the way of the game. You're going to get points for these teams kicking field goals. So basically look at uh, teams that aren't going to be able to make it to the end zone and that settle for a field goal. 
And obviously, at the top of my list, Baltimore is one of that team. They're going to be scoring a lot, and they're going to be times when you know their run game isn't working. So Justin Tucker's at the top. Um, and Tyler Bass, Evan McPherson. I'm going Matt Gay next, and then Harrison Butker because Harrison Butker has been you know the top of the list for for so long now because he's on Kansas City. They've been winning, so on and so forth. Anyways, I did it. Are you happy? I just listed my top five kickers. It's out there. There it is. There we go. Mine's a little different. I actually don't have Justin Tucker at number one. I know who you have at number one then. Okay. No, you don't. Evan McPherson. He's number one. There you go. Okay. Evan McPherson. Virtually, if you remember our uh, our fantasy uh, Super Bowl draft between each other last year. Yeah, you won because you drafted Evan McPherson. Evan McPherson. Yeah. He's a potential like second rounder here. All right, I might just end the episode here. (laughs) He's just so good, you know. Anyways, uh, he's at number one. I'm going to have Justin Tucker at number two. Evan McPherson's going to score a lot of points this year. Who do you draft first, Evan McPherson or Jamar Chase? Obviously, Jamar Chase. (laughs) (laughs) But it's close. You thought about it for a second. It's close. You thought about it for a second. All right, continue. Uh, So I got Justin Tucker at number two. Um, Buffalo, that offense, obviously, you got to go with Tyler Bass. You can't fuck around there. He's still top three just because of how many points they score. And again, like the theory is draft kickers on teams that score a lot of points. Yep. They're always going to get point afters. They're going to get field goals. Um, it's just what's going to happen. So I'm going to stick with that mentality. Matt Gay, he's still going to continue to be up there mm-hmm. and score a lot of points. And then I'm going to go Jason Sanders at number five. I think Miami's going to have a really good offense this year. Harrison Bucker isn't in your top five, eh? Harrison Bucker is not. I don't think that'll be a good offense this year. Even with that great hair? Wait a minute. Backup has second. You don't think Kansas... Are you being serious right now? I don't think they're going to be a good offense this year. You don't think KC... I think they're going to struggle. Oh, my God. I can't believe you just said that. They've got the best quarterback probably to ever play the game. I know. Second best next to Tom Brady. Wow. You don't think Kansas City is going to have a good season? I just think their offense is going to take a step back this year. Maybe you're the one that's taking too many. Kelsey's a year older. Uh, Mahomes just doesn't have the weapons he's had before. Yeah, I think you need to lay. And out he those looked like he bills. was struggling throughout points of the season last year because he was injured for the for the ending of the season. There. Uh, all right, let's do defenses now. Um, my top one is going to be Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay at one. It's an explosive defense. Um, they have so many weapons there that. You know, they're not like a like an LA Rams where they have one or two players specifically. It's the whole defense. And they can, you know, shut a lot of teams down. So Tampa Bay is at first. Then I have the LA Rams because obviously you gotta rank them in the top three. Then I have Buffalo. Buffalo's a really great defense. Uh then San Fran. San Fran has a really good defense. Um and then the Steelers. Steelers are not um if you look at the rankings right now, Steelers I think are they're down there in terms of the the defensive rankings. They're down there, but I don't don't sleep on the Steelers. Like, as much as I don't like talking highly about the Steelers, like they're they've got a great defense. Yeah, you've been talking up their defense for a couple weeks. They're now. Great defense. Don't yeah. stream them. Actually, draft them and keep yeah. them on your team. Uh, I like the Rams again here. Um, Buffalo's going to be in contention again. They've always got solid D. Uh, Tampa Bay. They just continue to stack up players. Mm-hmm. Um, 
another team that went out and got a lot of good pieces over the offseason is New Orleans. I think New Orleans, I, I'm going to keep them at number four, okay. and then Denver at, at uh, number five. So your Steelers aren't even in your top five, huh? No, I just feel like with that offense, they're going to be – the defense is going to be on the field more than the offense will. So they're going to have opportunities for sacks. They're also going to have opportunities to give up more points. So I, I think – I don't think they're going to be as, as special as they were last year, but uh, that is an interesting way of looking at it. Though they're going to be yeah. on the field, they're going to be have opportunities to give up points. Yeah, for sure. That's a good way of looking at it. Uh, anyways, that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, a lot of fun things to talk about today. And go watch Ted Lasso. Oh yeah. Have a good week, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought podcast. Yeah.